That's good. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, bless you. Give us a wave at the back there. Bless you guys. It's, uh, it's so good to, uh, to be here. And um, I'm excited for what the Lord's doing through this house. And um, it's amazing. You, you begin to see, I think the last time I was here, I, I, I distinctly remember prophesying about the three chords or the three things the Lord's going to do. And in the spirit, I tell you, you guys are on like this track or on this um, trajectory of, of amazing things. And so three down, four to go. Amen. And so who believes that God is, is, is going to establish his goodness in the UAE? We become a planting of the Lord. We become not just local churches that just do meetings. I tell you, it's, it's, we become the planting of the Lord that, that doesn't just nourish and, and gets nourished, but we begin to feed and begin to uh, become a resource to wherever we are, whether that's through relationships, whether that's through families, whether that's through education, government, you know, medical, all, all the spheres. God is establishing the plantings of the Lord in these days. And, and I believe we're going beyond just localities. I believe the Lord in these days is speaking to cities and he's speaking to nations. I think we've gone just above now, just speaking to locales. I believe the Lord is speaking to, to cities and nations. And I believe that God has established this house uh, and amongst many. But particularly God has established in this house to be a, a house for nations. Amen? That doesn't just receive nations, but sends nations. And so turn to your neighbor and say, get, get your passport up to date. Yay, God. Well, guys, it is a privilege to be, as, as Rob said, you know, Sarah is, uh, is going to drop any day. And, um, and so, but I, I keep getting the date 7-11, so I, I want my daughter to have free Slurpees for the rest of her life. And so I keep getting 7-11. So I, when, we, when we went to the, the obstetrician and they said, hey, this baby's engaged and, and could be any moment, we both prayed and felt it was... It was really a, a piece for, for me to come on this trip, and it's, it's such a privilege uh, for us to be here, and, and I'm traveling with my good friend, Hugh Marcus. Why don't you stand here and give us a wave? <laughs> and we've just had the privilege the last couple of days being with, with Mike and, and Charmaine and, and the rest of the Extend guys, and, and it really is a privilege. You know, to whenever I get around Mike and Charmaine and, and Rob and Linda and others, I feel like I'm in the New Testament church because it's it's all about planting and and we're reaching this region and and we're sending this person and we're receiving this person. I'm like, man, you, you don't need to to read the book of Acts. Just just hang around Mike, and uh, it's amazing. And so I just want to publicly honor you guys for the 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 work that you do in the nations for the furtherance of the kingdom and and the seeding of the gospel. And so can we give it up for these guys? It's amazing. Shaba. So uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I came this morning and I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do? And, and I've got a Pentecostal message and I've got a Baptist message. <laughs> and, and so it's like, Lord, you know, it's within me, but I really feel the Lord wants to establish, not something in this church, but He wants to establish things in our lives. How many people like takeaway? I like takeaway. I don't just like to hear things. I like to, to have a takeaway. I like to receive something 
that doesn't just help me for the moment, but actually establishes something for the movement. Amen? And because we are a movement of the Lord. And, and a lot of times, you know, we, we can just capture something in the moment, but we forget that when God speaks, it's not just for the moment of our lives, it's for the movement of our lives. And establishes something in us, because I, I believe, you know, there's a, there's a song I love. You know, in wintertime, I believe you. In springtime, I'll see you. And sometimes we have them springtime moments when God is, God is fruitful in our lives. Everything is fruitful, but we also have them wintertime moments. But in them wintertime moments, we have to remember Him. In them wintertime moments, we have to remember the springtime. And I'll tell you, when God is fruitful in your life, when things begin and you're like, this is amazing. It's like everything's happening. Remember them times. Because them springtimes set you up for winter times. It says a, a wise farmer plants so that in springtime he might harvest. And that's what I believe the Lord is wanting. He wants us to plant purposeful things within our lives so that when these, these times happen, and, and life does happen, doesn't it? When life happens, you know, we have these fruits and we have this resource to draw on. And so if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Matthew. You know, one thing I love about Jesus is Jesus never set his disciples up to fail. Jesus always set his disciples up to succeed. Every truth that he established in their life pertained to life. It doesn't just pertain to going to church. It didn't just pertain to a, a, a religious sort of order, it pertained to life. And this is what I love, no matter if you're a businessman here today, no matter if you're an, an accountant, no matter if you're a mother, a chef, all the above, everything that Jesus taught pertained to life. And you can draw from the, the life of Jesus, you can draw from the, the, the teachings of Jesus everything that pertains to life. And, and I believe if, if business guys and you know, governments and stuff like that drew on the truths of Jesus, I believe it would revolutionize everything that we ever see. Amen? Am I speaking to somebody? And so when Jesus met with his disciples, he, he released truth to them. He released resource to them in such a way that enabled them to become not just people who were receivers of his word, but they become people who are now allowing the Word to become flesh in their life. I don't know about you, but the last 18 months of my life, I've been reading the Bible. And my prayer is, God, I don't just want to read it. I want to see it. I want the Word to become flesh. That, that I don't need to read John 6 about multiplication. I can just talk to my neighbor and begin to see multiplication in their lives. I don't want to just read about Lazarus being raised from the dead. I want to see that happen. Amen? And so what does it look like for, for the Word to become living in our lives that we don't just read about it, but we actually begin to encounter and then experience it? You see, tr true, I believe, theology is not a theology that is known, but it's a theology that's shown. Can I say that again? I believe true theology is not a theology that's just known, but it's a theology that's shown. And when that's demonstrated, that's what begins to impact and change people's lives. Because you, you see, you can tell them about resurrection, or you can 
demonstrate resurrection. Amen? And so when Jesus began to, to walk with his disciples and began to journey with his disciples, there's a number of questions that came up in their lives. And one of the questions was this, Jesus teaches to pray. Now I am convinced that we are entering a season of the church right now where the greatest engine room of the church is the prayer, is the prayer meeting. And guys, prayer meetings are becoming very sporadic. Prayer meetings are becoming very, oh well, do I have to? And I believe if, if we are going to see what God has promised us to see in these end days, I believe that God wants us to receive a lifestyle of prayer, not just get to a prayer meeting. And there's a shift happening that I believe that, that we're moving from, from legalism to lifestyle. We're moving from the, the have to to the get to. We're moving from the place of, of I have to pray to I get to pray. And it's all about our perspective. And I think that's what's hit us so many times is, is that we see prayer as something we have to do instead of seeing prayer as actually someone I am. I am the prayer meeting of God. You see, everything of the Old Testament is a, is a, a doing. Everything of the New Testament is a being. Everything they had in the old, I've become in the new. I'll give you an example. They had a tabernacle, I've become the tabernacle. They observed a Sabbath, I've become the Sabbath. I am the rest of God. They had a sacrifice, now I've become a what? Living sacrifice. And so it's the same with prayer. If we see prayer as something, not someone... Sorry, if we see prayer as someone, not something, something will change in our lives. Because it gets personal. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are the prayer meeting of God. And we've come into a place where, where I believe we've, we've in, unpersonalized a lot of our relationship with God. Therefore, it, it becomes the some things instead of someone. We've even done it with the anointing. How many people have, have said this? Can you feel that? Or can you feel it? You're not feeling it, my friend. You're feeling him. And so we, we pray for God to do something when our prayer should be someone. You see, I don't pray for healing. I pray for the healer to show up. You see, sometimes we go after the gift that he, the gifts he has instead of engaging with the gift he is. Let me try this side. <laughs> A lot of times we try and engage with the gifts he has instead of the gift he is. And what happens is, is, is we go past our heart and, and it becomes, instead of a heart thing, it becomes a happening. Therefore, we, we chase the productivity or we chase the success of it instead of the intimacy. 
And God is wanting to invite us into a journey, I believe, and it begins with prayer, into this place of beginning to recognize that, that the beginnings of our, of our connection with God isn't a prayer that's one way, but it becomes a conversation that we begin to not just open our ears, but we begin to open our hearts to everything that He doesn't just want to say to us, but He wants to say through us. And when Jesus was sat with His disciples, and, and he said, his disciples said, please teach us. You see, there's two outworkings in Scripture that, that require teaching or require learning. Everyone do this. We're learners, yeah? We're not losers, we're learners. And there's two attributes or outworkings in Scripture that we connect a learning aspect to. One is prayer we've just re- read. Teach us to pray. The other one is prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.31 says, For you can all prophesy one by one that you may learn and be encouraged. And so prayer and prophecy goes beautifully together because one is an inworking, one is an outworking. Yeah? And so when Jesus invited his disciples and they asked him, Master, Rabbi, teach us how to pray. I believe there's eight keys in, in the, the Lord's Prayer that's going to enable us to be set up for success and overcoming and not being overcome. There's revelation within, I believe, revelatory truth within the Lord's Prayer that if we can grab it, we'll never pray the same again. Are we ready to go on that journey? Okay, let's buckle up and jump in. Turn to Matthew 6, and we're going to read 9 to 13. And when Jesus had said these things to them, He began, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we have this, this beautiful prayer that most of us don't pray because we think it's religious. I'll tell you something, guys. We're living in a reformational age right now where I think we've chucked the baby out with the bathwater because we've called tradition religion and we've lost the truths of God. You see, the Bible says it's the tradition of man that makes God's word of no effect. What then does the traditions of God do? Let me ask that question again. If the tradition of man makes God's word no effect, then what does God's tradition make my words? Effective. But what we've done is is we've looked at tradition and anything that looks traditional, we've called it religion and we've chucked it out. When's the last time you prayed the Lord's Prayer? Oh, well, we don't do, we do spontaneity, Gary. We don't, we, don't do, we don't do structured prayer. I'll tell you, the greatest gift that I received into my life was, was the gift of learning contemplative prayer, of learning written prayer. There's times I will sit with the Lord and I will write out a prayer. And it has become the most intimate place. But some people, well, Gary, that's, that's not Pentecostal. <laughs> I'm not Pentecostal, I'm a son. I'm a speaking to somebody. 
And so it's amazing when you begin to read this prayer, this crafted prayer. And this is the power of crafted prayer. Jesus begins with, with our Father. We're going to look at eight P's pertaining to the Lord's Prayer. The first P is the person. Our Father. You see, the Lord's Prayer begins with our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, you can't get the kingdom without the Father. And it begins with the person. It's understanding the person. And this is the power of prayer, is, is that we don't see God as judge, we see God as Father. We don't see God as one who is, who is judging us, we see God who is one who is joying over us and He's a Father in our lives. The danger is, is we, we engage God in a way that we've engaged our earthly father. And God wants to give us a new revelation. If you try and engage heavenly how you've engaged earthly, you'll miss it. Yeah? And so it begins with the person. It begins with the relationship and not the religion. The second P it moves into, it says... Our Father in heaven, it's the position. We begin to learn the position. That we are not earthly beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And I think we forget sometimes our position. We are seated in Christ in heavenly places. And a lot of times... We do life from an earthly perspective instead of a heavenly perspective. What does it look like, friend, if your current situation had a heavenly perspective on it, not an earthly perspective? It starts with the person that leads us to the position. That position is heavenly places. Everything that you engage with has to come from a heavenly place. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and strong forces where? In heavenly places. And so when we have a heavenly place perspective, let me say it like this. For the one who flies, the sky is always blue. For the one who flies, the sky is always blue. Why? Because it's perspective. He's above the clouds. Now, do clouds exist? Yes, they do. But his position has now caused him to be above the clouds, not below them. A lot of us are living under open heavens that are clouded by clouds. You see, we always live under an open heaven, but most of us are getting distracted by the clouds instead of the position we have in Christ. Yeah? The third P is the purpose. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've engaged the person, we know our position, now we get our purpose. Our purpose is to see everything that's there become established here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many people know the will of God for their life? 
How many people want to know the will of God for their life? Look at all them hands. Let me tell you the will of God. It's found in Thessalonians. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for your life in Christ Jesus. You see, when you don't know His will, do His will. When I don't know His will, I begin to give thanks. I begin to rejoice. I begin to pray. Because when I don't know His will, I do His will and His will finds me. Yeah? And so when you don't know His will, do His will. Because we begin to find the purpose. And His will is to bring heaven to earth. That we would see the fullness that we are ambassadors of Christ. Allowing everything that's there to be established here. And you know this is what I love. Is instead of saying, well, what's here isn't there, therefore I must destroy this. Let's change our perspective and say, what's here isn't there, therefore I'm going to bring that here. I'm not going to destroy sickness, I'm just going to bring healing. I'm not going to destroy poverty, I'm just going to bring generosity. You see, instead of us going after something, we begin to establish something. It changes the way we think. So his purpose wasn't to destroy. His purpose was to establish. And so I don't get distracted by poverty. I get attracted to the generosity of my heart for people. I don't get distracted by sickness. I get attracted to the healer. Yeah? I can hear cogs going, Because some of you in this place for the last... 18 months have just been going on this thing of, well, we've got to get rid of this. We've got to get rid of this. How about we get this instead of get rid of that? And when that comes, it supersedes. When it comes, it replaces. When it comes, let me teach you about the theology of displacement. If you've got a vat of oil, instead of me trying to take out the oil, I'll just get a gallon of water. And I'll just pour the water in. What happens to the oil when I pour the water in? It gets displaced. You see, poverty gets displaced by generosity. Hopelessness gets displaced by hope. Fear gets displaced by perfect love. Isn't that amazing? That I don't need to think about this. I get attracted to this and establish it. So the third is our purpose. The fourth P. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts is our provision. When you meet the person, you know your position, you have your purpose, then God brings the provision. And most of us are looking for provision without meeting the person. Let me tell you, the provision is in the person. The provision is in the person. And you can never have the provision without the person because it becomes a limited resource. When you meet the person who has the provision, it becomes an unlimited resource. Yeah? And so when we recognize our provision, give us this day our daily. It's got nothing to do with weekly. It's got nothing to do with fortnightly and monthly. It's got to do with daily. What would it look like if you got paid daily instead of monthly? What does it look like? 
Do you know I, I deal with debt in my life? I don't pay debt on a weekly basis. I don't pay debt on a monthly basis. I pay debt on a daily basis. And it screws with the banks. I pay debt in a, because we, I have a mortgage. I can't help that. But that mortgage is going to be cleared quicker than the bank told me it would be. Why? Because I've met the person. I know my position. Yeah, I know my p- purpose. Now I know my provision. Can I touch on something else about provision? When it comes to our offering, I don't ask the Lord how much He wants me to give. I ask the Lord how much I get to keep. Can I say that again? I don't ask the Lord, God, how much do you want me to give? Because it's all His. I ask the question how much I get to keep. Because if I've given Him all, it's not about me giving anymore. It's about what I get to keep. You see, we say, God, I give it to you all. Now I'm going to give. I don't, I don't look, and if, if, if you're a person who ties your humor heart, I don't look at the 10% that I give. I look at the 90% I get to steward. The cogs are returning. It's renewed thinking. Renewed thinking brings you freedom. The fourth is provision. The fifth And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The fifth P is the purge. You see, when I get generous, God begins to forgive in my life. When I become an outworking, God begins to become an inworking in my life. As I provide, God purges. The greatest way to get rid of depression in your life isn't to get more depressed. It's to encourage someone else. The greatest way for you to to get provision in your life isn't to save, it's to give. And this is where the purge happens. This is where we've been constipated too long as Christians because we've been backed up in religion instead of flowing in relationship. Amen? I'm speaking to somebody. And so the beautiful thing of the purge is, is forgive us our as we forgive our debtors, the forgiveness comes in the forgiving. The blessing comes in the blessing. I'll tell you something. Being blessed doesn't mean I'm the richest guy in the street. It means everyone else's. Say that again. Being blessed doesn't mean I'm the richest guy in the street. It means everyone else's. You see, this is kingdom. This is, this is what to be purged of, of self is all about. Amen? Fifth P is purged. The seventh, sorry, the sixth. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The sixth P is our path. It says that he will lead me beside still waters. The path that I have in my life is not leading me into a place of destruction. It's leading me into a place of destiny. If you allow God to be the GPS of your life, then you'll never be led into destruction. You'll be led into destiny. The issue is, is we're not letting Jesus take the wheel.
You see, Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. When you have the word of God in your life, you'll realize it's not about just where you're going, it's where you are. And the confusion sometimes comes when we we try and work out where we're going, but we fail to see where we are. Or we get in a place of fear because we can see where we are, but we can't see where we're going. The Word of God allows us to see where we are and allows us to see where we're going. And this is not just the, the Logos Word, this is the Rhema Word. How many people are ready to get on the path that the Lord has for them? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. You see, how many people want direction here today? I didn't bring any GPSs to sell, sorry. But see, to understand direction... If you want the fruit of direction, you've got to understand the seed you need to sow to get it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us the fruit of direction comes out of the seeds of trust. When you trust the Lord, when you sow trust, you'll reap direction. And that's all throughout Scripture. You see this fruit seed thing happen. Do you know what the... If... if Promotion is the fruit. What is the seed? Humility. Promotion is the fruit from the seeds of humility. Humble yourself before the Lord and in due season He will exalt you. Am I speaking to somebody? That's the sixth P, our path. The seventh and eighth are put together, which is for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The seventh and eighth P is promise and is power. And when we come into this place of beginning to understand the journeying of the Lord when it pertains to his prayer, we begin to recognize that we have not just the person, not just the position, Not just the purpose, not just the provision, not just the purging and the path. We get the promise and the power on our life. And this comes through the simplicity of this, that I am the prayer meeting of God. Smith Wigglesworth was asked this, Smith, how long do you pray for? And this was his response. I don't pray longer than five minutes, but I don't go five minutes without praying. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that God is doing. And this is the amazing thing is when you begin to understand promise and power, you begin to understand this. There's two people. And people say to me, Gary, how do I get promise and power in my life? I'll tell you where it begins. Promise and power begins by becoming a friend of God. There's two people in Scripture that were known as friends of God. One was Abraham. It says that it was accounted to him righteousness and he became a friend of God. The other one was Moses. It tells us in Exodus 33 that he went into the tabernacle or tent of meeting with Jacob, sorry, with Joshua, and he met with God face to face like a friend. And so you have two people in Scripture who are known as friends of God. I believe Abraham represents promise Moses represents power. 
And when you become a friend of God, you begin to see promise and you begin to see power flow in your life. But it comes out of this simple truth. There's I am the prayer meeting of God. Anywhere, any place, any time, I am the prayer meeting of God. I don't come to a meeting, I am the meeting. Friend, what does it look like? When we gather here on a Friday, instead of saying, I'm going to church, saying, I am the church going to a building. What does it look like instead of saying, I'm going to a prayer meeting, and saying, I am the prayer that's meeting? it unlocks something in the spirit, doesn't it? It becomes free. Now, it not, now it's not a have to, it's a get to. Now it's not a principle, it's become a person. And no matter where I am or what I'm doing, you see, I, I, I'm, I'm driving sometimes and I'll just say, thank you, Father. And my wife says, what, what, what for? I said, I don't know, I'm just giving thanks. Because I'm honing in on his will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I thank you for this person. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. And you see, out of this place of thanksgiving, and this is why I believe when we begin in this place of thanksgiving, I'll tell you, prayer of the person, the position, the purpose, the provision, the purge, the path, the promise, and the power just begin to flow. Because that's what he does. And so I want to invite you into a journey right now. I don't want to instruct you because you see instructions of the law, invitations of love. And I want to invite you into a journey right now. And this is the journey I want to invite you into for the next 21 days is that you become the prayer meeting of God. For the next 21 days, Gary, why 21? Because I'll tell you, habits are formed in 21 days. In 21 days, the next 21 days, starting from today, that you become the prayer meeting of God. You become the prayer of God that meets, whether it's in Starbucks, whether it's in church, wherever it is, you become the prayer meeting of God. That you begin to find the person. You begin to find the position. You begin to find the purpose, the provision, the purge, the path, the promise, and the power. And I'll tell you something, God, it, does, it doesn't just change around here it changes here because most of us are trying to change here that hasn't first been changed here and you can never achieve around you what has not first been received in you and you'll never be able to attain here what has not been refrained here am i speaking to somebody and so friend what does that look like well for me it's not about having tradition. It's about being the tradition of God. That my life exemplifies this place of I'm going to get up. And this is what I used to do. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and I'm going to pray for two hours. Guys, I got up at 5 a.m. and I prayed for two minutes. And then I woke up two hours later. <laughs> And I was speaking in some kind of tongues. 
You see, we go all out, don't we? When God isn't looking for the grandeur, he's not looking for the, the wow. He's looking for the worth. He's not looking for the, the two hours. He's looking for the two minutes. Because two minutes is better than no minutes. Yeah? Amen? Amen. Why don't we stand in this place? I'd love the keyboard to come. Thank you, Father. I want us to put our hands on our hearts right now. And I'm going to pray that God would instill something within us. That we would step into this place. Because this is what the Lord's doing through well of life. He's restoring back the foundations. He's restoring back the living stones of the gospel. He's restoring back them things that are pivotal, the cornerstones, the living stones, that are so pivotal to what he's wanting to do in these coming days. And I'll tell you something, 18 months from now, you're going to have prayer meetings that are actually bigger than your Sunday ser- Friday services. And this is what I see the Lord doing, that He's releasing people that are, that are going to establish houses of prayer. Not just in the cities, but in this nation. And it's going to become a hotbed for reformation and transformation. But it's going to begin in the prayer. And I believe a sound is going to arise out of this nation. That it's a call to prayer. But it's a call to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. It's a call to Jesus. If you build it, they will come. It's money they have, but peace they lack. It's money they have, but peace they lack. And God is going to establish houses of prayer, houses of peace, and houses of promise. In this nation. And well of life get ready. Because this nation is about to draw from the waters of your well. This nation is about to draw from the waters of your well. Jesus. So as you put your hand on your heart. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus. If you're going to do it. Don't do it without me. Lord Jesus, if you begin it, begin it with me. Wow. Lord Jesus, I am your house of prayer to all nations. I am the epicenter of peace. I am the well of life for this nation 
and my heart is drawn on by those that have money but lack peace. Jesus. If you build it, he'll come. I'm going to go with this. Mike and Charmaine, that's why your latest grandson is called Ray. It's Field of Dreams. They're coming, Ray. They're coming, Ray. It's money they have, but peace they lack. What God has began, no man can stop. Well of life, you are an unstoppable force and an immovable object in the purposes and the plans of God. And friend, it's too late to get off. Because where we're going, no man has gone before. What you're about to see no man has seen before. And what you're about to hear, no man has heard before. In Jesus' name. Wow. You are a planting of the Lord in desert places, an oasis for the thirsty. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. I'm just going to invite Hugh and, and Leah to come. We want to bless some people. Friend, I, I want you to stay in this atmosphere. You just take your seats a moment. We're just going to minister to fill the Lord leads. I believe there's defining words that are going to be released today in this place. And many of you have, have come and, and you've been like, God, really? I want to tell you right now, really. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I was speaking, I get the name Jackie. Who's Jackie? Why don't you stand? Is there another Jackie or is it just one Jackie? Okay, that's awesome. I love that. Hey, Jackie. I just hear the word cement. Lord's going to cement and begin to bring a fortitude of hope into your life and cause you to begin to see that which you haven't seen and begin to receive that which you haven't received. For you've been in a season of, of feeling like everyone's getting, but you're only giving. And the Lord wants to restore to you this, this heart of, I'm not just going to give, I'm going to get as well. Me too, Lord. Me too, Lord. Me too. And I see faithfulness all around you. 
that you've been so faithful to serve, you've been so faithful to support, but I see like the support of God coming upon you right now, where you're going to begin to branch out into dreams and visions that you've had, but thought that you were just here for practical means. God says you are here for spiritual means. That there's such a faithfulness upon your life of seeing His goodness and His grace for others. You, you are someone who champions others. But I hear the Father say, Jackie, I'm about to champion you. I'm about to champion you. What's in December for you? Okay. Your birthday and anniversary. Wow, is this your husband? December, I love December. Why don't you stand? Wow, December's big. Thank you, Lord. You see, December's the 12th month. 12 means government and authority. And so for you, the Lord's about to revolutionize an authority structure that you're a part of that has been undermining you, not undergirding you. And you've been in this frustration because everything you attempt to do always gets undermined. And the Lord is saying, I'm bringing such a clarity and such a focus in you that you don't need to fight for position. The Lord's going to give you promotion. And He's actually going to promote you out of this place of constantly being undermined. Because there's a 12, there's a governmental call upon your life. And you've chosen to serve, but the Lord says it's time to succeed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I bless you in that. Thank you, Father. Go for it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> just to let you all know. Um, I just, when we were praising worshiping, I just got June 26. 26th. 26th of June. Stand up. There's two. That's right. Three, okay. Let's. Do you see anything else? Uh, just saw a pinball machine, and that you feel like you just keep shooting out and you're just being knocked around, and that you feel like you're battering from side to side. And you just don't know. You just need to know that there's a sinking coming. There's a, there's a landing coming. Come there's a stop coming. And that's where the glory is going to come. That's where the moments is going to come. It's not going to be this battering from side to side. But that's just going to be a stopping. That whatever has come as a force behind you is going to stop. And there's a glory coming on you. Come on. Yay God. Yay God. Wow. For the lady here in white, could you stand? Yeah, you. Boom. What's your name? Marsha. Marsha, in worship, what I saw was a, a, a picture of a, uh, a gold-embossed envelope being delivered in a mailbox to you. And in that envelope was a gold-embossed invitation. And it was an invitation from the Father. And the Father was inviting you to a place of saying, come up and sit with me. I want you to hear as I hear. I want you to see as I see. And I want you to talk as I talk. And I sense that you've been in, through a, a period of saying, Lord, what have you got for me? What have you got? And he's saying, spend the time with me and I will reveal to you everything that is coming. 
bless you with that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow. Yay, God. Let's give the name Natasha. Or Tasha. Natasha, Tasha. There's two. Tasha or Tasha. Okay. September. If September means something to you. That's you. So it is you. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Just stay there, honey, because I'm going to pray for you because it's such a, a beautiful thing on you right now. But I'm going to start with Natasha. It's September. So what's September? Okay. Lord, thank you for Natasha, Father. Natasha, the Lord is, is, is like, do you know them, them party poppers? The Lord is going to party popper your life and bring you into such a place of, of outbreak because you felt so confined, you felt so hemmed in, and the Lord's going to begin to break out, but it's going to come through words of truth. It's going to come through sowing into the lives of others in such a unique way that, that it's actually, you've been in a season where you've been given advice to others, but it's actually advice you need to receive. And it's, you've been giving words to others because you're such an encourager. But then words, the Lord says, begin to receive them for yourself. Because as you've built up others, so the Lord wants you to build up yourself. And I see such creativity over you. I see such a, a creative flow. And the Lord says, okay, that's, this is what the Lord wants to do. There's like, there's, a, there's a, a stream of income or there's a stream of business through creativity that the Lord wants to do with you. And it's, it's going to be like these like eBay or Etsy and stuff like that that he wants to do. And it's like this place of beginning to put his truth in front of people, put his heart in front of people. And you've been on this journey of, of letting go of a lot of stuff, even to the point that you want to give up even what you do, but I felt like the Lord say it's not an either or season for you, it's a both end. And so he wants to encourage you in this place of beginning to see his goodness and his grace begin to flow through you because he celebrates you even though you found it hard to celebrate yourself. And so I see such a celebration coming over you. You've been a Cinderella that hasn't gone to the ball for too long. You married? Sneaky, sneaky. Why don't you... I'm going to ask you something, guys. Did you go on a honeymoon? Was it like a cheap budget honeymoon you went on? Is this true? Because my friend, I need to say to you that there's a honeymoon coming for you guys. That is beyond your provision. Because there's something about you guys the Lord wants to say is, is stop talking up to each other. What really is stuff you need to be truthful about. Sometimes life sucks. But you're such an encourager. To, oh, it's okay, honey. It's okay that you just took me to this place. No, it's not. Oh, it's okay, honey. You made this food for me because it tastes really good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and so the Lord wants you to come into this place of actually, instead of settling for the mundane, actually believe for the miraculous. 
He's calling you up into this place of believing for the crazy. He's calling you up to believe you for, you know, jobs and better jobs, debts cleared, family restored, places that you thought were impossible to invade in this next season. And so I want to bless you in that in Jesus' name. Amen? Bless you, honey. Wow, you. So do they call you Tash or Natasha? They call you Tash. Tasha. Awesome. Why don't you come? Is this your husband? Why don't you come? Leah's got a word for you. Thank you, Lord. Woo. We're going to minister over you. Why don't you come? And while they come, who's Brian? Brian. I'm just getting the name Brian. You might, anyway, Brian. He's your brother. Is he into computers? Okay. Like he's like a geek into computers. Yeah, okay. Okay. So the Lord wants to just encourage Brian that he's going to branch out into more things than just computers that he's actually going to step into inventions. And I see him doing like apps and, and software and stuff like that that's actually going to help. I see medical fields. I see places like the army. I see all this different stuff the Lord's going to branch him out into. And he wants to encourage Brian not to do this, but actually to open his eyes and see everything he can do for him. Amen? Bless Brian, Lord. Awesome. Let's minister over this one. Thank you, Lord. Go for it, honey. Um, I just see the resources of heaven come into you um, and like a golden ticket. I don't know if you've ever seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, but you have one of the five. You have the golden ticket given to you and you are able to enter into the factory. You are able to enter into that place that gives you uh, fun, that gives you excitement, that gives you the ability to celebrate and you have it in your hand. You have that golden ticket. Because the Lord's restoring joy back to you guys. He's restoring joy to you. And this is, this is the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wants to restore to you that he wants to fulfill your dreams. And the last 10 months have, have just sucked. And it's just been like everything that was built. It's like this selfish person came and like just kicked your sandcastle and the Lord says no longer are you going to build with sand for the Lord says I'm giving you the rocks to build with I'm giving you them things to build with that are not going to be sand but are going to be rocks but it's going to be built on the foundation of joy and it's going to be built on the foundation of love and the Lord says as you've strived as you've pleaded as you've become introspective and blamed yourselves and and even at times wanting to blame each other the Lord says I'm bringing you into a place of freedom right now I'm bringing you into a freedom of your mind because the battle has been in the mind for you to too long Tasha how you think and what you think I just release that off you right now grace on you 
Thank you, Lord. Bless this couple. You got a ministry team who could just continue praying for these guys? Whoa. Just stand in front of the, the billboard there and, and I'm just going to have some. Liesl, can you pray and for these guys? Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, man. Deb Gorman. Can you just stand for a second? Deb, I know you prefer in the natural to be in the background. You prefer to push other people forward. You must know. There's a whole bunch of stuff you would rather say. And in worship, I saw the Lord taking your hand and drawing you to the front and bringing you alongside him. And I saw an increase in a healing gift upon you that, that you would speak the heavenlies into people, that you're going to have an increase in the ability to reach into heaven and say, what's in heaven and bring it to earth? That as you speak, people will be healed. That as you walk past people, people will be healed. And you're sitting going, that's not me, Lord. That's not me. But he's saying, yes, it is. Because there is a time such as this, because of your faithfulness, because of your trustworthy, because of the time you've spent in the secret place, the time you've spent knowing the Father's heart and the Father's love, that he wants to pour that out to you. That the healing gift upon you is going to increase upon measure, upon measure, upon measure. I just want to bless you with that. Thank you, Lord. If you, I'm in the 7th of July. Let's you stand up. 7th of July. Woo! There's a few. 7th of July. Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, let me lock down. Um... Thank you, Jesus. So right in front of you, does your name begin, or do you have a name with H in? Is that you? Harris, okay. You guys just sit and I'll come to you. Let me speak of this guy. Just, what's that? What's H? Harris, Okay. So the Lord's bringing favor over you in such a phenomenal way. And it's favor that goes beyond you even expecting. And I see the Lord's been playing Monopoly, but he's also been playing chess with you. And I feel like the Lord is, is going to begin to buy up them things that you thought were impossible, but now going to become possible in this next season. And I see the Lord giving you unique favor 
for most people here, they want a gift of faith, but I see the gift of favor being released over you. And it's not something you have to believe for, it's something you're going to believe in. And the Lord's going to begin to, where you've been playing this game of chess, of trying to find out what the steps are and five forward and stuff, the Lord says, give up chess because you're never good at it. And I see the Lord beginning to release such a strategy on your life that goes beyond Dubai. I see stuff in Abu Dhabi. I see stuff in Bahrain. I see stuff in in the Emirates the Lord's going to do through you. But it's going to come through the connections of serving. And I see you serving people to make their dreams better. I see you serving people to make their dreams bigger. And the Lord says through making other dreams bigger, the Lord's going to increase your dreams. And I see you such like a Joseph, my friend. You have this ability to be in prison, in palaces. You have this ability to be with the high and the low. But the Lord has given you such an ability also as well for adventure. And I say, you, the Lord, say, man, in the midst of busyness, don't forget the fun. In the midst of the crazy, don't forget the courageous. And I see you, I see you scaling heights. I see you going like for crazy, crazy stuff. It's like extreme sports stuff. But the Lord says, don't forget the extreme in the midst of the mundane. Because that's how you're going to cope with things. And so, yeah, I want to bless you. Have, you. have you got someone with you? Did we meet you yesterday? Mike! Vicky! Why didn't you stand? Now I know in the natural what you do. So the Lord's going to increase this. Whatever's on you guys' lives, God's going to increase. In such a way, it's exponential. But I felt yesterday when you walked in, is you've caught the attention of heaven. And what he does practically, you do spiritually. And I see it being this partnership of beginning to cause God to come into everything that you ever dreamed and believed for. And I saw the Lord's going to add to your days, but also going to add to your hours. Because you've said there's not enough hours in the day. And the Lord wants you to know he's going to add to your days and he's going to add to your hours. But I felt for you guys, it's not the time just to, it's not a time for you just to sail by. But the Lord is actually establishing a vessel that he's going to use to get into people's hearts in such a phenomenal way. But it's going to come through a Joseph anointing that's on you. And so get ready for the exponential to happen in such a way that it's going to blow your mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands on your hearts. Father, I just release all trepidation off them right now. Father, all fear goes. Lord God, all worry, anxiety just goes right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just release peace for this next phase that is upon their life. We bring peace for this next phase that is upon their life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We actually met them yesterday. We met uh, Vicky yesterday. What did I say to you, Mike? I got the, what did I get? The 7th of, 7th of July. <laughs> Wow. So for the young man in the black hair. You, you, sorry, your name? J- 
Justin. Justin, I see the word over you, community. And even as I say that, there's a sense that you're going to do stuff with youth, that there is this just gift on your life to bring the best out in youth, to spend time with them, that you're going to invest in. You're going to be like a father, that your house is going to be full of people coming in because of the way you build community. There's, going, there's this just attractiveness about you that people are going to be coming. But as you sit with them and they're on the lounges and on the couches and they're all over the place, that you're sowing such deep truths into their lives, the truths that will set them up for their lives to go out. So there's a real fathering community anointing all over you that's um, just just starting to shine, but it's an amazing story for you. Does that resonate with you? There's a... Weigh it up, but I just want to bless you with that. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Why don't we all stand in this place? Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's someone here that you either live or used to live on a, a road or somewhere, cedar something. C E D A R. Or you live in a cedar. Okay, there's two. Also, I'm going to stand on the chair for this. No, I can come down. There's a girl here. What's cedar? What is it to you? Yeah. Okay, no, this is living. Living in a cedar place or cedar. What's the person put their hand up? Give me a wave. Cedar. What is it to you? Cedar Creek Estate. Okay, you guys come out. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Oh, man, I love it when God does this. Just one person. Come on, my friend. Wow. So it's Cedar Creek Estate. Wow, why don't you come? Thank you. Is your wife with you? South Africa. Wow. Father, right now, this is what the Lord said to me. You see, a cedar is a strong, strong, strong tree. And the Lord's restoring strength to you. Because you've been in a season where it's like you feel like your strength has been robbed. And it's like the enemy has been taking an axe to your life. And the Lord's just releasing this strength to you for this season, to believe for the impossible, to believe for them things that, that you thought were written off. God's going to begin to write. What the enemy has tried to rub out, the Lord's writing in permanent ink upon you right now. And I see the Lord answering prayers that you've prayed but seen a delay in. And when God delays, it doesn't mean that he's lost hope in you. It means that you get to hope in him. And I just see such strength coming on you like the cedar. And so, Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I release that over this man. I release the cedars of God, the cedars of Lebanon. Wow. 
Lord, that you would bring him into a freedom of his mind, that you would bring him into a freedom of his heart, and you would bring such a strength to him right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do it, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Put your hand on the person next to you right now. We're going to pray for an increase of kindness and goodness and love and everything he has for us. Father, I thank you today. And I need to change a key. What key are you in? Are you in E? Can you change to G for me? Thank you, my friend. He's got too many sharps. Do you feel that change? See, keys, the key of David, I don't believe it was a physical key. I believe it was a musical key. And certain keys unlock certain things. Why well, I'm asking to play in G because I believe God wants to increase glory in us. Amen? And so, Lord, right now, as, as we felt that shift, Lord, I release a shift in the lives of every person in this house. That, Lord, we would step into everything, God, that you, have ex- that you have proclaimed, that you have promised, and, Lord, that you have prophesied. And, Lord, I call out fulfillment, glory fulfillment on every person right now in this place, in Jesus' name. That we would come into the fulfillment in these coming days. That we will not hear the words that the word of the Lord is rare, but we would hear the words that the Lord and the word of the Lord is living and it is active and it is present in our lives. So right now, in Jesus' name, I decree and I declare that the word of the Lord to you and through you is present and is active. It is present and it is active in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's give him praise in this place. Bless you. Thank you, Rob.